0: Welcome to the In the Game podcast. Again, I'm your host, Brianna Murphy, and today we are yet again talking NBA basketball. The Houston Rockets took on the Los Angeles Clippers, but they fell 119-122. to In my last podcast, I told you guys this was a game that many people were anticipating. NBA fans were excited about this game because of the certain matchups on each team. For the Rockets, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. The two poster boys, of course, were the top scorers. James Harden having 37 points. Russell Westbrook bringing in a smooth 22. Which obviously was not enough to push them ahead of the Clippers in this game. Kawhi Leonard actually only had 24 points. And Lou Williams was the star for this game. Scoring 26 points for the Clippers. Now, Lou Williams is a former Rocket. Now, Lou Williams was pretty average when he played for the Houston Rockets he wasn't just one of those players you know when you hear his name you jump out your seat I mean he gave you he gives you a pretty good show every now and again but for the most part Lou Williams is one of those players who's pretty much in the background so to see him come out and score 26 points being the highest scorer on his team says a lot about Lou Williams in the game that he has. Now, many people expect the Kawhi Leonard to go above and beyond and have way more than 24 points. But with those 24 points comes six assists, not six assists, six six rebounds and three assists. So he contributes to his team in more ways than one. But so does does Lou Williams. Lou Williams had three rebounds but eight assists in that game. Players like that, you look at them and they're all-around players. They're defensive players. They're offensive players. They can make plays. On both ends of the court, you know. Um, James Harden finished his game with 12 assists and 8 rebounds, while Wester Westbrook had 5 rebounds and 6 assists. Again, these are two players that, when you see them and you hear their names, you automatically think of great things and outstanding performances, you know. But in reality, it's the team, it's the teammates around them that build, that actually build the team and actually make it possible for them to win. Now, 119 and 122, it's not really a big difference. These are two teams, when they finished the game, now have the exact same record, 11-5, and five, you know? Two teams coming out the West, very stacked. P.J. Tucker, being another big name on the Rockets, didn't have much of a good game, scoring only eight points, but he's there pretty much when you need him to be there for the most part. Now... Now when we get into stats about each one of these teams they're basically similar. You got the Rockets with 46.4% for field goals while the Clippers are coming in at 51.7. They're not that far spread apart. They're ba- they're basically running neck and neck kind of one slightly above the other. Which would which will give you the score that we have only a 20, 21, 22, only a three, only a three separated them. And speaking of the three points that separated them, those three points is what pushed Kawhi Leonard from 21 to 24 points when he scored a buzzer-beating three-pointer, which he does in so many games. He's beaten so many people by doing that, you know, it got him to the finals. Not only did it get him to the finals, but it got him out of the finals and it won him a championship ring. He's one of those players who's pretty much clutch. All around the court. The Clippers were 13 for 33 from the three-point line, while the Rockets were 15 for 43, putting their averages at about 35 and 40. Again, not that far apart. So these are two teams that basically average the same numbers. These are two teams that perform in the exact same fashion if we're talking... If we're talking offense, these are two teams that perform in the same fashion. But as far as defense, which is what wins games, Los Angeles Lakers come out above the Rockets each and every time because Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders in the league. Not many people can go neck and neck or toe-to-toe with Kawhi Leonard when it comes to defense. James Harden is a wonderful offensive player, but honestly his defense lacks. Anybody who would watch his game would understand that. His defense isn't where it should be as for as many years as he's played in this league. Don't get me wrong. He's a wonderful defensive player, but he could also be better just as well as Russell Westbrook could be better on his defense. You know, that would make the Rockets an unbeatable team. That would make the Rockets unstoppable if their defense matched their offense, because you have two MVPs in James Harden and Russell Westbrook on your team to give you the offensive things that you need as far as assist and offensive rebounds and things like that but then when you go to the defensive end people are lacking no one's there to set the screens no one's there to get the defensive rebounds and things like that no one's there to guard no one's there to stop Kawhi Leonard from shooting these buzzer beating threes so you get pretty much tied up right there now like I said these these are things that can easily be fixed these are two these are things that can propel the Rockets and prepare them for their next matchup against the Lakers. My apologies against the Clippers, which is in December. December 19th to be exact. So, those few adjustments will change the dynamic of the game. Those few adjustments will take the 119 to 22 fall and possibly push it to a win, you know? But in order for that to happen, you need you need the changes from not only your starting players but as well as your bench players because when you sit out the starters you're taking out you're taking out playmakers for the most part and most mostly people who come off the bench they're not exactly they don't have exactly what the starters have but some do and with that being said the Clippers bench isn't bad isn't bad at all but neither is the Rockets bench so I'm looking forward, personally. I'm looking forward to seeing their rematch in December. And if the Rockets fall again, they have another matchup coming in March. Mm, if they lose two out of, if they lose two out of three, who's to say is that they won't win the third one? But it'll be a wild card at that point because, like I said, these are two outstanding. I'm not gonna say predictable because with these two teams and the players on each one. You can't predict the outcome because of these certain matchups. So any game coming out of the West this season is going to be a wild card because you don't know what to expect. You know, all the way from Oakland down to L.A., from Houston, you know, to the Spurs, it's, it's a difficult thing. Now, now we talk college basketball. College basketball being that the Lamar Cardinals took on the number 9 seed, the University of Kentucky. Now, Kentucky's made the Elite 8, made the Elite 8 team last year. Lamar unfortunately did not get anywhere near the Elite 8 and trailed only trailed by only 20 in the first half. But Being that the University of Kentucky is big for its sports, such as basketball, that that's down, downage. I don't want to say downage because it's not a word that I can't think of the word, guys. I'm so sorry. But the fact that they were behind, I feel like discouraged Lamar and it made Kentucky's lead even bigger. Now, Kentucky is a team Now, Kentucky is a team that faces so many big names, you know. Teams that Lamar will never see. The final score was 56 to 81. Now, that's a 25-point loss. It could have been worse. Many people expected it to be a lot worse than it was, but you have Avery Sullivan who's a, who's averaging around 5 points a game coming out with 11 points playing 40 minutes you know and Davion Buster one of Lamar's top scorers came out of this game with 19 points a sophomore who didn't play in most of his freshman year until the second half of the season comes out and almost drops a 20 point a 20 point game on a school like the University of Kentucky, this young man has so many abilities when he's on the court, and his size does not stop him. Davion Buster stands 5'10", and he's 150 pounds. He's one of the smallest guys on the court, yet still, he leads Lamar in scoring almost every game. When we talk about Kentucky, Kentucky has a record of 5-1, and one, and... Once again this team this team is dynamic. This team comes out every single year and they give every team they play for a run for their money. They compete very well each and every year. Their top scorer being Tyrese Mackey had 21 points, which is only 2 more points than Davion Buster. But he played 31 minutes. More people more people on Kentucky's team contributed to the score. More people scored on Kentucky's team. Giving at least at least a bucket you know while for the Mar for the Lamar Cardinals you have at least five players who went scoreless this can't happen if you're gonna play a team with a big name with a great coach with Great mobility, you have to be willing to score. And that goes for each player on the court. You cannot beat a team like Kentucky when you're Lamar and every player on the court does not score or contribute in some way. Because just because you don't get a shot off doesn't mean you can't get a rebound, you know? It doesn't mean you can't set the screen and things like that. It's all the little things, all the small contributions that go into helping a small school like Lamar beat a big name school that being Kentucky comparing the stats for comparing the stats on these two teams, Kentucky is well above Lamar in field goal percentage. They're coming in at 50 while Lamar is coming in around 31, 32. You know, and where Lamar is pretty decent but also for lack of a better word, mediocre is their free throw percentage. They're come they have about 45% from the free throw line while Kentucky has almost 70. So you have Kentucky who was borderline flawless at the free throw line while Lamar is coming in at under 50. It can't happen. You can't allow a team with better stats than you, you can't allow a team with more, with, with more scores than you to continue throughout the whole game dominating on the offensive and defensive end. At some point during the game, you have to control one or the other. For, in order for Lamar to come out on top of a school like Kentucky, They would have to change their entire performance. They wouldn't be able to continue to go. The players that haven't scored wouldn't be able to continue to go scoreless. The player who lacks rebounds would have to get more rebounds. The players who aren't there on defense, the players who aren't, the players who are absent on offense would have to show up 100% completely. Nobody has the chance to lack when you're Lamar University because of the simple fact that your average performance is below theirs so if you slack even a little bit their average is still better than yours which means they're going to come out above you each and every time and again for the Lamar Cardinals Davion Buster leads almost each and every game with with scores you know and like i said he's one of the smallest guys on the court but he's fast he's fast and he He's active, you know. He actually only came out of this game with three rebounds, and he had no assist. But who was he passing the ball to? The people who aren't scoring the ball? You know, it makes no sense to put the ball in your hand if you're not going to use the ball. But as a team player, of course, you want to get your team involved. You want to give them the chance to actually make a goal. But all three of our top scorers being Avery Sullivan, which is a first T.J. Atwood and Davion Buster between all three of them. There are only five assists and T.J. Atwood actually between the three of them. There are only there was only one assist and it came from Avery Sullivan and he gave the assist for the simple fact that he's he's a big man. He's the big man for Lamar University, so he usually passes the ball in for the ball to be scored. But it looks like Avery's starting to understand. Well, those are our updates for NBA and college basketball. Um, our next episode, tune in. Next episode, we will be talking football, NFL football. So many conflicts going on in the NFL today, and we're going to talk about them. Thank you for tuning in yet again. My name is Brianna Murphy, and this is In The Game Podcast.